Well, hey guys, welcome back to the Shift Curriculum Podcast. Um, I'm so pumped to be here this week with Mike. Hello, everybody. It is a pleasure to finally get to be on this podcast. <laughs> He's new to the content scheme. Uh, so this is like one of your first times recording one of these podcasts, right? Yeah, it is. It's You've been on the ASAP before. No. No? I've been on the um, core group curriculum oh, podcast. Core group curriculum. So, okay. So he's got a little bit of practice. He's here. He's excited. Ready for action. Yes. Um, but last week, I want to tell you guys about how we talked about John 15. So we talked about John 15, 1 through 11. We talked about how Jesus says, I am the vine and you are the branches and that whole concept of abiding in him and how that's so important. And so I hope that that was like a really just fruitful conversation, fruitful, that's funny, (laughs) fruitful conversation for your groups this week, uh, this past week. But this week we are talking about, tell us, Mike, what are we talking about? This week we are in the story of the crucifixion. Ooh, big stuff. Yeah. Which is big stuff. Yeah. I'm excited for you guys. I'm excited for them too. So what kind of is going on in this passage? Like, what do we need to know? Where are we? What's going on? Yes. We skipped Um, a lot of chapters. Yeah. Yeah, that is true. (laughs) Um, So first thing that I just wanted to say before we start all this is just to really encourage you guys as leaders um, to not hear, oh, we're in the crucifixion. Like, I know that story. I know everything that's going on. Like, really take a deep dive mm-hmm. into this passage because it's like, this is so powerful and so meaningful for students. Um, and so just before we even dive into it, just have the idea that like, you're not going to go into this with like the typical, oh yeah, I know what's going on. I know this story. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm kind of used to it. Like, we want this to be new to you guys. Um, so then it's new to your students as well. Um, but we just as kind of some back backdrop into where we were before this, cause we kind of pick up in the middle of the story. Um, and so in the previous chapter, um, this is where Judas, who was one of, um, Jesus's disciples, um, actually betrays Jesus and leads the Roman soldiers right to him as he's praying in the garden in Gethsemane. Um, and he is like given, it says it's like 30 pieces of silver or something um, for the information to be able to turn over Jesus. Um, so the soldiers come and they arrest Jesus. Um, and so then after that, he's taken, um, there's this there's this man named Caiaphas um, and he interviews Jesus um, and just kind of questions him about all the accusations that people have um, given against him. And because people just at this point are really not, liking Jesus. Mm-hmm. Kind of kind of a hated man at this point. Yeah. <laughs> like hated to the point that they want to kill him. Yeah. Um, and so so we see all this that Caiaphas is um questioning Jesus. And then um if you guys, you know, you're used to it, we see that Peter um denies Jesus as people say, Aren't you a follower of him? Aren't you a disciple of his? Um and Peter says no. Um and then and then we lead to Jesus after he's questioned by Caiaphas, he is sent to Pilate, um, who is um, like works for Rome. Um, and he is questioned by Jesus or he questions Jesus. And this is where we pick up the story. Dang. 
So much has happened and we haven't even touched on every single thing that's happened from yeah. John 15 until yeah. this point. And that's already like so much has happened just leading up to these final chapters of John. Um, so when we get to this week's scripture, like kind of what is the common theme? Like, what are we talking about this week? Yeah. Um, I think one thing that I heard when I was uh, probably like a sophomore in high school Somebody explained this to me, and it totally changed the way that I looked through the scripture. Oh, give um, it to us then. We need it. <laughs> <laughs> they said The guy said, Jesus was a volunteer, not a victim. Mm. And that just totally changed the way that I looked at it. I kind of thought, oh, you know, people hated Jesus. They wanted to kill him, so they got their way. Um, and, you know, Rome came and captured him and nailed him to a cross. Um, but that is just, like, not the story at all. Yeah. Like, when the Roman soldiers come to arrest Jesus, they say, he asks them, who are you looking for? Um, and they say, Jesus of Nazareth. And he says, I am he. And at that sentence, all of the soldiers fall down to the ground. <laughs> and then he walks over and just gives himself over. Mm-hmm. Um, he is taken, as I said, he's taken in front of Pilate. Um, and there is this saying that Jesus says to Pilate, he said, you would have no authority over me unless it had been given to you from above. Mm. So that like, even in the moment of questioning, Jesus is saying like, you have no authority over me in this moment. Like I am here because I'm choosing to be here. Um, And Jesus says, um, do you think I cannot call on my father and he'll at once put at my disposal more than 12 legions of angels. Mm. So, it's just like time and time again throughout the story. It's like three different parts of the story. Jesus is like just reiterating, like if I didn't want to be here, 12 legions of angels could come and just stop everything. Um, but Jesus, like every single step of the way, even to the point of like them putting the nails into his wrist, that like he is sitting there choosing to be there. Um, and we see in Hebrews 12, it says, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning at shame, mm. which is just crazy to think that like the joy set before him was you and I. Yeah. Like it was us, it was him seeing us in right relationship with the father. And that was the joy set before him. So he endured the cross, scorning at shame. Yeah. Um, and all of it was a choice, not like. He wasn't like a victim of the circumstances. Um, he was choosing to do it because he loves you. Um, and I just think that's such a huge point for you guys to hit to your students. Mm-hmm. Like he's doing this out of like love, um, which is just so cool. I think that when you've heard this since you were little, like you're like, yeah, Jesus died for you. Like you hear it and you hear it and you hear it. But like to really be like, let's make this real for ourselves this week. Mm-hmm. Like, let's really sit with this and think of the implications of all this happening. Like, he did this for us because he loved us, not because he felt obligated to. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of times I do things because I feel obligated to do yeah. it, but he never felt obligated. He knew that he wanted to do this because he loved us. That's yeah. so good. Yeah. So then as you're writing this week a curriculum, um, when you were just like kind of going through the passage, reading through, like what was the thing that you're like, wow, this really just fires me up? Um, it comes from Romans 1.16. It says, for I am not ashamed of the gospel because it's the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes first to the Jew, then to the Gentile. Um, and one, just as believers that we're not ashamed of the gospel. Mm-hmm that it's not something that we need to shy away from, that we just like 
should shout loudly from the rooftops. And so I think it's cool to even just get to do that to our students um, in a version of core group. Um, but then more meaningfully, that says, because it is the power of God that brings salvation. Mm. And just to think that there are people in your core group or in your shift group that might not be saved um, and like getting to share this story with them. It says right here that is the gospel is the power of God um, and that brings salvation. Um, so even just getting pumped up that there could be salvations this week yeah. um, because of this story. Um, I mean, I don't think there's anything cooler in the world than that. Um, thinking about people getting to change their eternity. Yeah. Even like my best friend, Amber, um, I was her leader her freshman year when she was a freshman. And it was when she went to Synergy one time and actually heard the gospel presented to her in the truest way. She was like, Oh, yeah. that's what you guys are talking about. <laughs> like, Oh, in that case, like I'm in, like, yeah. that's what I want. And so this could be a really huge week, yeah, honestly, and, yeah. or it could not be, you know, yeah. like maybe you guys just really get to sit with that and like really see the gospel truly. Mm-hmm. And, and the cool thing too, is the cool side of the coin is like, even if there's not salvation, like the gospel is not only for non-believers. Yeah. Like I need to hear day in and day out that Jesus died the death that I had earned and deserved and he took my place. Mm-hmm. Um, and even this phrase just like keeps coming up in my mind that um, I feel like the Lord said over me regarding the stories that like, Michael, because of the, because of the story of the gospel, like I want you to have joyful obedience. Mm. Like not just like, oh man, I'm a Christian. I probably should not do this. Yeah. But like looking at the lens of the cross and saying, because of that, because of that display of love, like now I get to like joyfully be obedient to the father. Yeah which is an invitation that I need every day. And that like we're college, like college students are getting to choose this for the rest of their lives. Like, like I'm literally in seminary right now and there's so many older folks who are in seminary with me. So I'm in a class with a lot of people who are a lot older than me. And so many of them, when we were introducing ourselves like first week of class, they were like, yeah, like the Lord asked me to go to seminary 10 years ago, 30 years ago. I've been hedging the call of obedience mm. since then. And now I'm finally here and it's a lot harder than it. I thought it was going to mm. be. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and I thought it was going to be hard. Like, you know, and they're talking about this and I'm like, wow, like, I mean, my life's hard just doing seminary right now. <laughs> I can't even imagine what my life, yeah. like in 10 years, 15 years, if I would have said no to mm-hmm. what the Lord was asking me to do right now what would it look like in 10, 15 years? Yeah. And like, thank God that they're answering that call of obedience now, yeah. truly. Yeah. But to answer that quickly and joyfully, that is so sweet. Mm-hmm. So um, as you were also writing this week, um, what was maybe even like your favorite part? Mm. There um, also when I was in high school, I was kind of told this and it changed the way I view this for a second time um, <laughs> that, um, if you look, the reason we went back and did the John started in John 18 instead of picking up a John 19 is because there's this really cool character named Barabbas. Um, and for those of you who have heard, maybe you know this, but again, just don't let it become numb. Mm-hmm. Um, but the name Barabbas literally means son of a man. Mm-hmm. And so like, it's even crazy that he like inter that God interjects us into the story with Barabbas because like the theme is that like we are Barabbas, mm-hmm. um, and it, 
and everyone, and like, obviously this is included men and women, but like everyone is like the son of a man or daughter of a man. So it's like, even just like the uniform, um, this of just the name of Barabbas, we are like interjected into the story. I'm literally getting chills. I've never heard this before that yeah. his name meant son of man, yeah, son of a man. So cool. Um, and so they had this tradition, um, that at this time of the year they could that the Romans would let one prisoner go. Um, and so Pilate comes out and he says, you know, like, yeah, I'm allowed to release one prisoner to you guys. Do you want, um, me to let go Barabbas, who was like a convicted insurrectionist and murderer. So like he literally like started riots and rebellion against Rome and a convicted murderer. Um, or do you want me to let go Jesus who, and Pilate like even says like, I can find no wrong in this man. <laughs> like, so like Jesus, the one who um, has like made no wrong or Barabbas, who is this, convicted convicted felon and like in their time like based off of the crimes that he had committed like earned himself the punishment of crucifixion mm-hmm. um and so but the crowd just starts chanting and they start saying jesus jesus we want jesus um and and then so it's like you know like what is the punishment and then the crowd starts yelling, like, crucify him crucify him um and so Pilate gives into the pleads of the crowd um, which is a whole nother podcast that we can talk about <laughs> later. Um, but, and so that he frees Barabbas um, and lets like the convicted person go mm. and sends Jesus, condemns him to crucifixion. Mm. Um, and so it's even crazy um, that, uh, yeah, so like we are, Barabbas in the story. Like we like very much so. <laughs> yeah. To a point <laughs> of even much. the name. That it says in Romans, it says like for the wages of sin is death. Mm. So like we like in scripture, like the punishment for sin has always been death, like whether it was through offerings. Um, and this is like a new part of the story that I had never learned before. Um, but there is a story in the Old Testament where Aaron um, who's going to make an offering brings two rams to this offering. Um, and he is told to bring two to the offering to sacrifice one and let the other one go free. Mm. And I was like, how did I not know, <laughs> know that? This. Like, how did nobody tell me that like, even this story of Jesus and Barabbas was like shown in the old Testament that mm-hmm. two people were brought to the stage yeah. that like, one was to go and die to pay for the punishment of sins, and one was get to be let free. Mm. Um, and I was like, how cool of just even just like a prophecy of what was going to happen in the story of Jesus. Yeah. Um, like the richness of scripture to yeah. even include that yeah. is so sweet. Um, and sorry, this might be a lot here, but <laughs> there's this song by, if you guys don't listen to Chris Renzema, then I highly recommend, but he has this song um, and it says, God is love is the title. Um, and there's these lines that it says, what I earned is not what I got. He is just and also kind. What I deserved is not what I find. Mm. Um, so I think even it would be cool to play that song for your guys shift group to even just have them sit and listen to the lyrics. So the song is God is love, but just what a cool description that like what I earned, like what we earned because Roman says like the wages of sin is death. What mm-hmm. I earned 
is not what I got. I got to be let free. Like what I deserve is not what I find. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I just think of our groups like this week, like some really cool conversations are just going to be had. Mm -hmm. I just really feel like this week will be really sweet. Um, And so we don't want to just like read scripture and let it just like sit there and be a thing that we read. Um, We want to take away things with us. And so like, what can people take away from this week's passage? Yeah, I think that like the, that God loves you. Mm. Like I was even talking with a freshman during shift retreat, which if you didn't go on shift retreat, you missed out. (laughs) Truly. We, we were talking that like, if somebody like, if you're crossing the street and there's like a car coming that doesn't see you and someone like pushes you out of the way and like die, and like jumps in and like they die and save you, you would never sit there and question and be like, I wonder if they loved me. Mm. You'd be like, yes, they loved me. Like they valued me so much that they like stepped in, saved me and died in my place. Like we would never question mm-hmm. whether that person loved us or not. Um, and so I think the same thing is true with Jesus. Like, it's like, we questioned, does God love us? And he said, yes, he died for you. Mm. Like, and so I think like, when you realize that like the God of the universe, the creator of the heavens and the earth, like loves you and looks down on you and is like, looks through the lens of Jesus and is like pleased with you. Mm. That just has to change everything about you. Yeah. Like, it just is so powerful. Um uh, yeah, just and even just like saying that to your, to the people in your group, like someone like probably really needs to hear that. Mm-hmm. Like, like God loves you. Like because of the cross, there is grace. Like there is ever sufficient grace. That His mercies are new every morning. You know, like shame doesn't have a place anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, that like Jesus paid for your sins, and that you are forgiven. That you are loved. Um, and I think that just is going to change everything about you. Um, and then I think um, there's this really cool video um, okay. talking about We Are Barabbas. Oh, my gosh. Um, this is just the best video. It's, it, it is. It it's is the best so video. Good. There's Judah Smith. Um, it is called Jesus Loves Barabbas. And like everything that I explained, he's like, does this for a living. So he's better at speaking than I am. (laughs) And I like, it just lays out the story. So either you watch it as leaders to get yourself ready. I really think you should just play it at your groups because it is so powerful. I watched it my freshman year and I was like, you're joking. Like, this is crazy. (laughs) Yeah, It is like, you know, people, there's all those sermon jams all over the place. This is still to this day, the best one I've ever seen. Yeah. It's so good. Um, So I think you play it at your group. I think, you at least watch it or you challenge them to go watch it on their own. Yeah. Um, and, and, and then like share somebody, share with somebody the truth that you learned this week. Yeah. Like go out and tell somebody, even if they're believer, non-believer, whoever it is, I just challenge you guys, like go share this good news. Yeah. Um, Cause like it is good news. David Houseconnect, he one time said that he had a friend who, you know, basically was like, didn't know Jesus and it was kind of like they said he said to David, like, do you hate me? And David was like, No, like, what do you mean? And he's like, Well, like, you think this stuff is true, but you've never told me about it. So like you must mm. hate me not to tell me about it. And David was like, Whoa. 
okay. So, <laughs> so like, you know, really take this seriously. Yeah. Like this is, yeah. if you believe this is truth, like tell people about it. Yeah. Like they deserve to know too, if this is what's, what's real. So mm-hmm. anyway, uh, good little week to this week. <laughs> I love this conversation. Yeah. Um, I'm excited for your all's group conversations too. Um, and so we only have two more weeks after this, which is yeah. kind of crazy. So yeah. um, we'll see you guys soon. Great. See you guys. Have fun conversation. <laughs>